Welcome to the podcast we call Soul Chaser, featuring stories from the book by the same name, Soul Chaser. This is Jordan Rich, and by my side is author Lauren Decker. We want to spend time with you today at soul level, awakening our spirits to the simple and beautiful idea that God is love and love is everywhere. And now, today's installment of Soul Chaser. We began with just a few listeners, and we had dozens, and we have hundreds of downloads. And you're one of them. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Tell a friend about Soul Chaser, the podcast, and we'd like to have them tune in as well. I'm Lauren Decker, your host. Thank you, Jordan Rich, for that introduction. Thank you, Michael Bean, for that beautiful music. Thank you, Jim Deering, for putting it all together. And now stand by for a story called Observations Underwater. I think you'll like it. We bought my daughter Prudence an aquarium for her eighth birthday. Not a big tank, just 10 gallons of water. But it's a pleasant addition to our living room, and we all enjoy peering into this tiny water world, eyeing the antics of the little fish who live there. It's a remarkable place, a completely separate environment from our air-breathing world, underwater, behind glass. It's an entirely different kind of reality, yet I think we can learn something from these aquatic dwellers of the deep. Well, not too deep, actually. Just like you and me out here breathing the fresh air, my fish live in a fallen world. All of creation groans in its sinful predicament, awaiting the revelation of the King of Kings. That truth is found in Romans chapter 8, and it's evident every time we take an honest look at what's really going on. Yes, even our little aquarium groans within its glass boundaries. In the fallen microcosmic ecosystem of this wet world, there is no civility. Food is fought for and devoured in such a greedy fashion that it at times seems uncomfortable to watch. Several of the fish are true bullies. They chase the little fish into the relative safety of the plastic weeds. There they seek cover from these tough guys of the tank. This goes on and on. They don't seem to ever work things out. Apparently there's a reluctant acceptance of the way things are in the sea. These creatures are living out the groans shared by all creation, everywhere. I expected peace in my aquarium, but there is no peace. These swimming fish don't know me, but I'm their provider. I plug in the filter and the heater that controls the environment. Pure water comes from me. I supply the fish flakes. I had set up the aquarium before any of them ever came to live there. I bought them and paid a price for them. They're my possession. Sometimes I sense my presence, usually when they're looking for a meal, but I remain a mystery to them. I am from a different world, a separate dimension. I am outside of their fish life experience. They're totally dependent upon me for their life and health, yet they remain ignorant of my existence. The fish maintain a social order to some degree, but that has fallen too. The little neon guppies school together, as do the bigger or orange fish. They each know their own kind and keep close alliances within their little groups. I don't know how much brain power these little fish have, but it obviously doesn't require much cerebral activity to segregate. Segregation, even aquatic style, establishes boundaries that eventually become barriers. We have a clear example of this occurring in two glass bowls on the mantel above our fireplace. Each bowl is home to a single beta fish. They are banned from aquarium living. They cannot conduct themselves in social situations. If just two are ever put in the same container, they will fight for dominance until one of them is dead. They lead a lonely existence due to their ill temper. 
I have no idea what original sin causes beta wars to begin, but it's a long-standing feud known to every member of the species. You can spy them for yourself in any pet store. Dozens of them, each in a little clear plastic prison, no bigger than a coffee mug. Temperament tells a life story for these sad little swimmers. I can now draw the life comparisons as they relate to us, living in this dimension of the troubled creation, but I fear they are so obvious that I may insult intelligence. Instead, I'm going to go and feed the fish in Prudence's aquarium. I'll watch as the struggle for fish flakes plays out yet again. I may even tap the glass sides of the water worlds to let them know I'm watching. But they'll carry on as usual. They do not heed my admonition to be fair. I believe I'll go and talk with my provider, for I'm so thankful that revelation is in his good nature. That tapping on the glass you hear just beyond the borders of your understanding, it's him, your provider. He wants you to know he's there, and he'll go to great lengths to prove it. It sounds as crazy as me climbing into the fish tank and becoming like them, to instruct them that they are cared for. But that is just what Jesus did and does, and always will. No wonder he first called fishermen to follow him. This has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you.